0: Join us each week as Andrew, Ray, and others bring us in on one of their weekly phone conversations with an amazing agent. This is Little Oak Weekly.
1: Good morning. This is a call with Steve Middleton from Remax Little Oak Office. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Middleton. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks. How are you doing? I am doing great as well. Okay, so here's the here's the here's the question of the day, folks. I'm talking to Steve Middleton. Uh Steve and I have known each other for I'm going to you want to say how many years we've known each other, Steve? Uh 15, 16. Uh, 16 years, yeah. 16 years or so. So um Steve how, how long have you been in the business? Uh it's coming up on 17 years now. So I must have met you like within you know in your first year or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was uh I was at a different brokerage for uh just over a year and uh you called me and I had no idea who you were and <laughs> I think you took me out for lunch and we met and I came to Remax and that's uh been that way ever since. So.
1: Wow. So how how quickly did you realize after you got into the business that you were going to do this for a long time? I mean, you you know you know a lot of people don't last more than two years. So, and a lot of us, I'm right. sure, you know, some of us have doubts when we started. Am I going to be able to do this? Did you have doubts like that? I
0: I didn't. I um I, I came from a restaurant background, and uh, I was uh, early twenties, and uh, my goal at the time was. i'd like to own a restaurant and i had all kinds of people that i knew friends family members that told me what a difficult business it was and uh this the failure you know all those people that are so helpful giving you the the odd chances of your success and how great the chance of failure is so um (laughs) (laughs) so i came from that uh I I worked my way up in the the restaurant business to running my own restaurant. It wasn't, not that I owned it, but I was the general manager. Um, And then at some point I made the decision that uh, maybe I had learned a lot there, but I really liked real estate and I wanted to get into that. So I, um, I jumped ship into that and kind of um, never looked back.
1: Wow. So well, in the early days, what were some of the things you had to what were some of the the lessons you learned or things you had to overcome in the early days? Uh, when I first started as a realtor yeah well, i guess the I guess the
0: first thing when you first start is you have no idea you know where your clients are going to come from and you, you you know you kind of get into the business thinking that, oh, you know no big deal i'll I'll become a realtor and I'll hand out my business cards and people will call me and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know I remember I remember first getting my my first stack of business cards and being so excited and I would leave them in random places you know thinking if somebody stumbled upon my business card at the front of a restaurant or you know one of these places surely they'd call me if they're thinking about buying and <laughs> you find out you find out pretty quick that that's not the case <laughs>
1: What, what do you think? What do you think makes people think that? Like, where do they? Where did they get that from? Because you're not the only person. There's all kinds. Of, I mean, the majority of them think that. Where did? Where does that come from?
0: I, I, you know, I don't know. I think I think you kind of when you get into the business, you kind of look around at what everybody else does, and you try to, you know, okay, well, if somebody else is doing that, I'll do it. So of course, every restaurant you go into, you see a stack of realtor cards there. So, well, that must be a way to get business.
1: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> well, you know you know it's funny um other professionals like doctors and lawyers and engineers and uh you know so many other professionals, but uh, do they do that? yeah, no <laughs> you know i I think it would ruin their credibility, yeah, <laughs> you know, like I'm leaving my cards here and there, and I haven't met met anybody, and I haven't made any call- you know I haven't reached out and connected with people, right, so right um yeah so that was one of one of your first okay so what what else what else, uh, what else was uh, like an aha thing to you in the in the early days of real estate
0: yeah i mean the big one is always where do you where do you get your clients right and uh how do you you know how do you build your business how do you how do you get this thing rolling you know starting from nothing and and i think um you know it doesn't really matter what the market's like i i i, I want to say i was fortunate because i started in a I guess what was considered a good time in the early two thousands and the market was, you know, fairly kind of like our market now, um, really quite hot. And, uh, but you know, there's a lot of people that started at the same time that, that, you know, didn't get far either. So, you know, it's a, a big part of it is just getting out there and talking to your contacts and, and, um, you know, letting people know what you're doing and, and, um, showing that you know what you're doing, because I think, Uh, well, I guess as a young man, um, one of the other things that I struggled with a little bit was having people trust me, you know, uh, not that they, they didn't trust me, but just you're a new realtor and, you know, my house is the biggest asset I own. And, uh, you know, why would I trust you to be able to sell it for me and help me through this transaction? You've only been in the business for six months or a year or whatever the case may be.
1: How'd you you overcome that? How'd you overcome that? How did
0: I overcome that? Well, kind of, I, I guess it's, a, it's a mindset thing. I think, um, you know, they starting out in the business. I, I was probably had my insecurities and I think the one thing that, you know, hindsight's 2020 20, and looking back now, I can tell you that it's probably not as big a thing in everybody else's mind as it might've been in mine.
1: So, you know, just stop there for a second. I mean, isn't that the truth? Yeah, <laughs> that the, the most of the problem that we perceive is not necessarily coming from other people. It's what's inside of us.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you've got these insecurities that, you know, about these things. And yeah, you know, you hear them like there, there was some truth to that. Certainly people that, you know, are your friends and family sometimes are the last ones to trust you because, you know, hey, they knew I was a, just a restaurant guy and now I'm selling real estate. Um, So you don't always get the support from your friends and family that you hope to immediately, uh, but it comes in time. But um, the people that you meet in the general public, if you can show um, your competence and, you know, show that you're knowledgeable and they they never even questioned it. You know, I mean, I would get the odd question here and there, but that was one of my biggest fears going into a market evaluation in those early years was that, oh, God forbid somebody asked me how long I've been in the business. I couldn't wait till I could tell somebody five years
1: <laughs> because of my, you know, my own insecurity. <laughs> you must've had some, so looking back on your uh, career so far, what, what's, what's tell us the greatest, tell us the, the greatest lesson you've learned being in real estate in your, in your career. What's what's, what's, what's one of the, one of the lessons you've learned? Oh, that's a good question.
0: So many great lessons. Um, being in business for yourself is, uh, you know, as a realtor is, um, there's yeah so much that that I've learned over the years. No, there's a, there's so many different different lessons I've learned. I guess not being afraid afraid to ask for help is is a good one. You know, going to uh, your mentors, your different leaders and and whatnot, and and asking for help when you need it, because we all end up in in different parts in our, our lives where we can use a hand hand up is a good one. We all have struggles. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't matter what the outside appearance is of someone's success. We're all human and we all have struggles. And that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned because coming into the business, you you know, especially in real estate, there's so many awards. I, there's not a realtor that doesn't have a bunch of plaques, you know. And so when you come in new and you look and you see all this, you know, success, you don't necessarily know the reality behind what you know what's going on in people's lives and you might think that you know you look at these successful realtors and you meet other people and you might be intimidated by them or you know, that sort of thing and and then you kind of start to realize that hey we're all just people we're all in business together and and uh, there's you know everybody's approachable It's a, it's a great business there's a lot of people that are willing to help and can help you through you know the different struggles that that you have on your
1: way up. Actually, I, I've, got to, I've got to kind of um, point something out to you, Steve. Yeah. You, you, what it is, is that you, you made a comment. You say a lot of realtors have plaques and successes and stuff like that. And I think you're saying that because of the people you associate with. However, as in the industry, I mean, uh, the real estate board only acknowledges the top 10% fair yeah you see what i'm saying so from so really there's going to be a lot of people who listen to this and they're going to go what's he talking about because i've been in the business for 10 years i've never got any kind of an award i've never been on a medallion or a, and or a, you know what i'm saying so a lot of people may not have ever seen success and but when people hear you talk i mean you're one of the top agents in the whole in the whole uh, lower mainland
0: thank you i appreciate that
1: well, you, but you, but you are. You've, you've, you've got all the accolades. What's, what's going to be interesting is when you, when people realize that a top guy like you, because people looking from the outside and hear your name or see your name or that are in the business, they're, they're thinking, well, Steve's one of the top guys. Uh, could I ever, could I ever get to that? <laughs> does he, does he <laughs> walk on? Does Steve walk on water? And you just finished telling us, no, you had a lot of issues. You, you had issues just like the rest of us.
0: We all have issues. <laughs> we all have issues, right? <laughs> we all we all struggle. So my my dad has a great saying, and he says that the struggle makes the man, and uh, and so it's uh, it's true. It's the not the successes in your life, but it's the it's the difficulties that end up building your character.
1: So, you, Steve, you mentioned your dad, and you mentioned something that he said that is, that's influenced you. Is your dad one of your influencers in your life? Oh,
0: absolutely! Yeah. I, I I call him my dad. He's my stepdad, yeah. and uh, I I grew up a farm boy, so he, him and my mom have uh, three businesses that they run, and uh, we have a cranberry farm and a trucking and excavating business and a topsoil uh, business. He's in his mid 60s and still goes strong and never slows down. He's just you know, hardworking guy, and that's kind of how I was raised. Yeah, basically, what, another thing that he always said to me was. If you treat your business as a service to your community, you'll never go wrong. And that's something that I've always strived to live by. It's a service business. And first and foremost, we're here to serve our clients. And so if you treat your business that way and you do your best to serve your clients, then you'll have no problem building your business.
1: So, Steve, that leads me to ask you this question. Um, Can you share with us uh, some things that... That you've done to build your business, the uh, things you've done to uh, to serve the people you serve, both buyers and sellers, um, you know that that that's that's been that's worked for you. It's been success. It's brought business back and helped your business grow. Sure, sure. Um, you know, or in the early days, I tried all kinds of things.
0: You know, there's no shortage of seminars and and learning opportunities in this industry. If you if you want, you could probably spend your first year in real estate just doing a seminar every day and not have to do any business <laughs> but so i i I've done a ton of those kinds of things. I learned all kinds of different you know things that uh you know are suggested um I used to run small ads in classified sections uh offering free lists of properties and and then you'd end up getting you know 500 phone calls that used to work back in the day people read <laughs> the newspaper still <laughs> i'm kind of dating myself um you know but you'd get tons of calls and and at the end you'd have to sift through all of these calls and you, you know you'd find out that you might have one solid lead out of 500 it was very you know labor intensive of you know all these phone calls and uh, calling you know poor leads and sifting through them all it, it, what i over all the years what i found be without a doubt the best way to build your your uh, client base is is simply repeat business and referrals you know it's really it it might sound basic but it is really just about going out there making connections with people doing an excellent job for them when you help them and keeping in touch with them and then you'd be surprised because if you keep in touch with people rather than you know. the old, you know, churn them and burn them onto the next. If you, if you provide great service for somebody, they're going to be thrilled. Um, You know, this is an exciting time in their life. They're, you know, selling their home and buying their next dream home, or maybe they're a first time buyer buying their dream home. And you're, you're a big part of that. And I think a lot of people don't really kind of think about that. And you spend, uh, the thing I've always found is you spend so much time with a client while they're trying to buy their home. And then you, you, you develop a relationship with them and then it's kind of over. You know, they move into their house and that's it. But if you treat it like it's over and you don't talk to them again for four or five years, all of a sudden you see that house come up for sale and your name's not on the listing. And that's, that's disappointing. We've all been there. But if you keep in touch with that client and, you know, you, you call them every few months and touch base and maybe remember their birthday or their anniversary, you know, those kinds of things, it goes a long way. They will remember you when they have a friend that's thinking about buying or selling, and they'll tell their friend about the great experience they had with you. So that has been the absolute keystone of of my business over the years.
1: So, Steve, could you could you unpack that a bit for us? Um, what do you What do you do to stay in touch with clients? And the reason I asked you that question is because a lot of a lot of listeners. Uh, they struggle with this, and the and and as far as the industry goes, real estate agents are guilty, 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 guilty yeah. of not staying in touch. So what are what are you doing to stay in touch?
0: Yeah, first thing I'll tell you is I struggle just like the next. You know, it's it's a lot easier to talk about this than it is to actually do it. Uh, I'll, I'll admit that, but you know, there there are things that you do. So when when somebody moves in, I mean, first of all, it's the service part. So you're you're taking great care of the client throughout the tra- the whole transaction um, you make sure that you follow it through once the transaction's over that you know that everything's been taken care of they got their keys they they got a closing gift whatever it is that you do for that and that you follow up a week later make sure that there's still you know no no surprises nothing that uh, that they need from you no way that you can help and then I always like to follow up again about a month later just to make sure that things are still good and you know check in on them and make sure that they know to to count on you as well for simple things like i i I want them to know that i am a resource that they can reach out to any time if they need a painter if they need a plumber if they need an electrician even if they just want to know what a good restaurant is in the new neighborhood that they live in or whatever reach out to me because i can help i can give you suggestions for all of these things and then beyond that you know we do things like send out birthday cards to our clients we have a monthly mailer that we send out as well as an email newsletter so they get two touches from us a month that way we like to call them uh on their anniversary date when they move into their home to you know wish them a happy home anniversary and and uh, again check in on them and just you know another few touches a year I, i find that if you can have a phone call with them quarterly is ideal but at least Three times a year, just to keep in touch after the fact. Plus, they get your 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 newsletters and things like that. Then that is a good way of remaining in touch. And when you call them, it's not to ask for business. It's not you know that's one thing that a lot of people are are hesitant to reach out to their clients because they think, well, why would they want to you know hear from me? What am I going to say or whatever? And again, I think you need to just remember that you are such a big part of. The transaction when they bought their house, and it was a you know if you made it a good experience and everything was great, they do want to hear from you. You know it's surprising how much they will re- you know remember that, and you as part of that transaction have good feelings, and they do want to talk to you. So, uh, not being afraid to to reach out to them.
1: You know um, what you just finished describing. I was sitting here thinking to myself, I, I, I'm one, you know trying to do the math in my head, but I can tell you that. Um, Roughly speaking, I don't think that uh, the top 10%, the 10% of our, you know, 10% of the agents in the business have that type of follow-up system. I, I don't think so. I think it's closer to probably maybe 5% that have uh, follow-up systems of that nature. So it's no wonder you have the success you have because that, it, it, like you say, it's not. E- it wasn't easy for you to implement, you know, and nothing's easy to implement.
0: Nothing's easy to implement. and, and- you know, there's always, there's always struggles. It's, it, you know, I think the thing is, is you have a system in place and you go, okay, this is what, what we're going to do or try to do. We're not perfect. Sometimes you get busy and you fall off and go, gee, I didn't make any calls this week or, or a few weeks or whatever, or this last year, honestly, there was periods where we were so busy that uh, hey, a month went by and I was like way behind. And then you just do your best to get back on the horse and, Carry on with your system when when things slow down a little bit. It's an interesting business that way because of the ebbs and flows, and so you you need to kind of have that system as an anchor point for you know this is this is the goal, this is what we're we're trying to do, and don't be afraid if you you know fall off, or don't be worried if you fall off of it and aren't perfect. Just pick up the pieces and keep carrying on when when you can, you know.
1: Okay, so Steve, I got to ask you a question. Um, What was 2020 like?
0: A crazy year, crazy year. We, uh, you know, started out very positive uh, right at the beginning of the year, just like the beginning of any year. Everybody thinks that, you know, new year, what are our plans? We're all excited about what we're planning. Then March hit, of course, with COVID and everything kind of stopped. There was a lot of fear. (laughs) And, uh, and so we kind of looked at each other, uh, my wife and I, and we were like, well, what's this going to look like? And I can honestly tell you, I think the month of March, we probably didn't do a single transaction, which is unusual. And uh, we were a little nervous about what this year might hold. But by the time we got to the middle of April, things just took off and it was unexplainable and it didn't stop. We we had a, a tremendous year, uh, like a lot of realtors did. I feel very fortunate about that. And yeah. What else can I say I mean
1: so in in 2020 did you did you do certain things or change your thinking activities what did you do uh, to end up with such a good year because was it was 2020 one of your better years in real estate 2020
0: was my best year in seventeen years in real estate twenty 2019 the year before it was also our our best year in real estate um, and you know we were kind of on What we thought is an an upward trajectory we we always have big goals and we want to you know continue to grow our team and you know do more transactions than the last year and and serve more clients and and uh you know and so you know we had big goals but we didn't even consider that we would do close to the number i think our our final numbers show that we were up about 60 percent from 2019 and I think our goal for growth was, you know, 20%. So we just blew it out of the water. You know, to be honest, I think there's that, that old saying, a rising tide raises all ships. I think that's how it goes. So, you know, when the market takes off in that way, then, then you can't help but have an increase in business uh, for sure. So I don't want to take credit for, for all of that. There's, there's a certain part of that that is just the way the market was. But, you know, yeah, there's always things that you do to adjust. And a lot of it is working harder, you know, run faster, you know, you, 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 those leads are coming in and, and you need to follow up faster because if you don't follow up, you know, then somebody else is and they're gone. And so having my, my wife working with me, the two of us, yeah, we just, that's basically what we did where we we felt it coming on in the spring and it was just, it was a bit of a whirlwind, but you just kind of run faster.
1: Steve, do you, do you and your wife have um, any administrative help, or does she do some of the administration stuff for you? As she, she does. We,
0: so over the years, I, um, I've had a number of different
1: things, and I,
0: I've had different administrative assistants and that sort of thing. Um, the last few years, uh, Aaron, Aaron joined me on the team about three years ago, and prior to that, it was just myself and my assistants. And uh, I did have a buyer's agent for a couple of years, a few years back, but then she, she went, she went to, she didn't like being, or uh, sorry, she didn't like being a realtor. So she went back to being an admin assistant. And uh, then when Erin joined, um, she started out just doing admin stuff just to kind of get her feet wet and then, you know, started bringing her on appointments. And so we've kind of grown um, over the last few years and it was just us the last couple of years. Still is, but we are now definitely looking. The time is right to, you know, expand on that. Potentially, uh, I guess, bringing on an uh, an admit assistant and possibly a buyer's agent. So,
1: yeah, awesome. Well, Steve, uh, it's um, it's great talking to you. Thanks for sharing all this stuff with us. We've been at it for about a half hour, so um, you bet. I think people are going to enjoy the podcast. And uh, uh, can I can I rebook you sometime in the future? absolutely (laughs) i'll pick your i'll I'll give you i'll give you a few months rest and then i'll come back and uh, bug you with some other questions
0: see how we're doing sure sure that's great well i appreciate it right
1: okay my friend have a good day and a good rest of your year well we're just getting the year going so uh we'll talk soon you too take care thank you so much you bet bye-bye okay